Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andrew. Welcome back to sunny Southern California. It is. It is sunny indeed. New York, rainy, kind of cold. Mostly cold the whole time. Back here, sun is shining. It's nice. It's nice guys, to be back. You guys still got that heat wave going on? Uh, I mean, definitely hot compared to, I mean, you know, you know, when you get off the plane in California, you wore your hoodie and then you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about a heat wave, but I don't know. This is just, I haven't been here, Andrew. This is just, this is just what a woman told me today in Trader Joe's in, uh, my neck of the woods because her family lives in Arcadia. This is this okay. is all this is all okay. Trader Joe's discussion. I feel like I also feel like when something trickles from the West Coast or the East Coast to the Midwest, it's like back in the old days when things were delivered by horseback. Like that's probably she's probably talking about the heat wave from three weeks ago, and the information just got to her via you know the the horse ridden postal service. That's crazy that that used to be a thing. Yeah. Your male guy's too busy macing dogs to get that postcard to her on time. Yeah. I might have to I'm have to put some dirt balls on that. They, they seem to be finding things out these days. Might have to put some dirt balls oh, on Oh, look at Andy <laughs> Ruth there. This, his, his first nudge of this right before the show. Hey, we're not going to talk about that thing, right? And then in the 30 seconds in, he's like, eh, dirt balls have been known to find somebody on the internet, if you know what I mean. Their balls yeah. have been known to find anonymous internet trolls. Let's just say, you know, let's just say if there's let's just a say, let's just say if there's a U.S. Let's just say your mailman one of one. <laughs> let's just say if you're let's out just there. Say somebody thinks that your postman who keeps macing dogs is a hall of famer. We we might find out their full identity. Not that yeah, not that we have. Yeah, but I know one thing's for sure. Your 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 regular mailman, not your mace the dog mailman, but your regular mailman. He's going to be leaving your place with a package tomorrow. Yes, he's going to be taking a package to go. He will. It might be going. It might be going to Florida. It might be. It might be going to the greater Tampa area. Yeah, it might be going to someone who thinks he has hidden his identity. And uh, yeah. let's just say, let's just say we're not mailing. We're not putting international postage on it. And we're not sending anything for his kids. <laughs> and let's just say, was it Barack Obama? We got him. We got him. Wasn't that his line after they got yeah. Bin Laden? Yeah. Let, let, here's the tease I'm going to do, Andy, without giving too much away. Which we've but, already uh, given a lot away, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But uh, on TikTok, if you go on TikTok and you look up, let a bish know. L-E-T-A-B-I-C-H-K-N-O-W, I believe. It's uh, my one of my sister's good friends, Erica. And she dove in to uh, 
helping us find or she didn't even really help us find. She just dove in. She loved she loved a story about a certain someone. So check her out or check out tagged. Uh, check out 30 Sports Tags on Instagram and uh, you'll see where this cold case went hot again. And then there was some soon to be Hall of Famer dirt balls getting involved. And the next thing you know, we're sending out some mail tomorrow. We got him. We got him. Took a wild turn that I did not expect. Yeah. But Jameis did not start this week in London. No, he did not. And And Andy Dalton looked pretty good. I was going to say, you know, like, you know, they didn't win, obviously, but he put a drive together to, he put two drives together, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. See, to me, that's the difference. And I'm obviously definitely not an Andy Dalton guy. We all know that. Right. As as old videos have resurfaced on the internet of me going absolutely bananas on Andy Dalton. But the thing about Jameis, again, is that he's going to melt down when the time, like the last, like the, the least time that you want to melt down, the worst time I should say is when he melts down. Well, I'll also add this is I would, besides obviously staying on the field, which he's not doing, I always say the best ability is availability, right? But also I think at the quarterback position, no matter what, you have to be consistent. You don't necessarily have to be consistently elite or consistently great or even consistently good, but you have to, your team has to know what they're going to get from you. I mean, if you look at my giants right now, Brian Dable knows what he's going to get from Daniel Jones, and it's not much. And therefore, it's the Saquon Barkley show. And there's a lot of running plays because if he gets hurt, fuck him, right? But Dable knows what he's going to get. With Jameis Winston, you show up and you're like, are we going to get four touchdowns or 11 picks today? Like, you literally have no idea. And that is unacceptable. Well, I, I would, I would equiv- the equivalent for me is, is, a, is a drunk sorority girl. Yeah. Right. Like, is she going to mind her manners and be the girlfriend that's just cool and fun and enjoying the tailgate? Or is she crying before the game starts at the tailgate, causing a whole scene, trying to fight her boyfriend? You're like, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, like you, you, you go out on the town with her. You don't know. Is she going to suck your dick or somebody else's? And it's yeah, like, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. That's Jameis Winston. Is he is he gonna, you know, give pleasure to your team or the other team? That's actually so true. And a lot of times it's the other team. Or both. Yeah. Or she's yeah. just gonna be a team player. She's gonna get tag team by the whole frat. Like, yeah. Hey man, everybody gets a, everybody gets a piece today. Everybody gets a touchdown. Offense gets a touchdown, defense gets a touchdown. We got a call though from Paul. Jameis Winston is is Chinese finger cuffs. Yes. We got a call about this game from Paul McCartney. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. Okay. This yeah, is I got, interesting. I, I know. I Paul was McCartney. The game, was the game played in Liverpool? No, it was played uh, in London. Okay. So I guess Paul McCartney is a Vikings fan. Okay. That makes sense. He called post game into the show. Oh, yeah. Dirty sports. It's your number one over the pond dirt ball. Paul McCartney, that's right. I'm feeling good today. Woo! I 
lot of people don't know I'm a big Vikings fan. And so I've got two questions for you, Joe Prano. Just two questions. Do you fancy that? Do you fancy that? Bloody skull. Condoms are for those fucking cheese-sucking packers. Good day. Wow, who knew? Paul McCartney, a Vikings fan. Yeah. Who would have guessed it? Never me. I guess like I guess Minnesota and the Beatles. Aggressively white? Is that what they have going for them? Is that True. What they have in common? I feel like now also gonna... also the Beatles, big big Bob Dylan fans. I don't know if you know about that connection. They're big Bob Dylan fans back in the day. Correct. Minnesota. It's all coming together, Andy. Yeah. I see it. No way Paul McCartney in real life knows who the football team is in Minnesota. Like uh, I would almost I would I would almost wager wager all my money. I don't know. He seems like a pretty worldly guy. He's been around. He's probably like, oh yeah, Prince is purple. Vikings. I would say 99 out of 100 chance he doesn't know the Vikings are in Minnesota. He's like, can I phone a friend? Help. I feel like we're gonna get more dirtball impersonations now. We've we've yeah, had great, we had like a great we had a good uh we had a good Dan Campbell. We got we got a, a clever making me laugh enough to play the call, Paul McCartney. <laughs> we had a good Dan Campbell. We had it just enough to for me to play it, Paul McCartney. Can we I talk like about it. the can we talk about the Lions? Can can we talk about the Detroit Lions? We're bearing so many leads here, but yeah, let's go. I saw a great stat. The Lions have scored the most points of any team in the NFL. They've also given up the most. And are one and three. Yeah, they've also given up the most. And as I went on my little Twitter thing yesterday, it is funny because the whole mantra is grit. And grit would be characterized as like a tough-nosed, hard-hitting, not-giving-up-point defense. They are literally the exact opposite of that. I mean, is it is it possible that they're just tired from all the up-downs? Could be. 48 points at home to Geno Smith. They gave up 235-plus rushing yards. We got to get, we got to hear a call from Lions fans. I mean, next episode, guys. Basically, I'm essentially saying if you called with a positive call about the Lions at any point, you now owe us an update on your state of mind. You just got carved up by Geno Smith. Geno Smith dropped a 50 burger on you. I need an update. Your state of mind. I need an update from the guy who was like, listen, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but we're going to win 11 games. I need an update. You lost to the Seahawks. Well, remember I have the eight and a half over under. Yeah. With Matt Boonstra, he DM'd the middle of that game and just said, "I'll just send you the money now." <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite thing. And I and I said, "I said, look, dude, it's a long season, and I do believe that. Like, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying the Lions are going to win nine games, but I'm like, it's a long season. Teams can go on like a four or five game win streak. Now, sure. will the Lions? Probably not. Right. If they go five and what was it, five and two in those last like seven or something like they that that the Reddit was predicting. 
Well, that's great. You guys will win six games, I guess. That's a game you can't lose. You cannot lose to the Seahawks at home. You can't you can't let your defense just get carved up again from running the running game from Geno Smith. It's it's yeah. it's for it's a guy just, like Boonstra, I think I think the answer, like just like I did for Justin Wood, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again uh, after the 145 yard performance by Saquon Barkley, because Justin didn't take me up on my offer this week. Now I'll let you out of your twenty dollar bet for nineteen dollars and fifty cents, Justin. Save yourself fifty cents. Just pay me. Yeah, Joe Mixon isn't touching that. Joe Mixon's doing nothing this year. Nothing, but I agree. Please, Lions fans, 310-359-8365. What is your state of mind at one and three from a coach who has prided himself on toughness, grit, and the team is showing the exact opposite of that defensively? Yeah, and they'll obviously lost the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles are 4-0. That's fine. You lose to the Seahawks. And who's their other loss to? The Vikings, right? Correct. Yeah. No so grit. They were, they were penciling themselves in as better than the Vikings to start the year. You already lost to them. Well, I guess that's good news. I know, I know that you're you were counting a win against the Seahawks. Seahawks were, you know, supposed to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. Now, of course, they've beaten Russ and they've beaten the Lions. Basically, the the Seahawks are just on a tour of people, a tour winning games like. The Seahawks should just be called Joe Prano's I told you so Seattle team. Well, I think it's good news. The silver lining is the person who redid the branding. They're going to get another gig because grit didn't work out and grit is like everywhere in the entire facilities of the Lions. Now they're just going to have to rebrand that. So whoever did that's like, yeah, I get another payday, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what their new slogan is. I think if you're the Lions, you can't even you can't even spend the money to redo it, right? You just have to like you just have to become like grits and just be like the food. You know what I mean? Like just add an <laughs> S. <laughs> what are you guys about? We're about comfort food. Grits. Oh, did you think we meant grit? No, we meant grits. So what is the lead that I'm bearing that you said? Well, um, Tua? Well, last yeah, last episode we raced on Tua. I know, I'm, I'm joking. We who we, I, I, I'll say this, Andy, and I know, I know our fans aren't going to like it because that you know they're the dirtballs are the kind of bunch that are like, I don't give a fuck. They're I don't give a fuck types. That happening to Tua on Thursday made it hard for me to watch football this weekend. Like straight up, I had a harder time watching football on Sunday. Well, that makes one of us. I, I was like, I was like less interested. I can see that, that. was that was fucking insane, dude. Well, well, look, you, you know, here's the thing. They, I, they could've, he could have died. Well, he might still he might still die. So my brother was at the game, and so it's interesting hearing somebody who's there. What side? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'm sure you heard about the, the how electric that crowd was. I'm sure you could see it, like. That was the most people that ever had that at that stadium, and it's the first they're time they're all ever... hopped up on white cheddar. Yes, they're all hopped up on white cheddar and Miller Lite, and, and, and I think I, my brother's like it just let the like it didn't even matter, right? Like you just the whole thing changed, the whole energy changed, and obviously the Bengals go on to win, but 
it's one of those things where we're all watching it live. It should never have happened. But I, I want to say this. I think we're all to blame. Like in a way, I know people might say, what the hell is Ruther talking about? Including myself. I just think our thirst for football, and we've said this before, we would continue to watch even if every owner was discovered they have their well, own Jeffrey Epstein sex island with underage well, girls. Listen, I, I, I just my, my point is like we all like nothing's gonna happen. I don't think. I don't think anything fair, will though, happen. I I basically just said the exact opposite. Like I literally watched less football because of it. Okay, but I think, but I, I, but I agree with you. I think you're but, the minority. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think people need to understand. You know, I was thinking about it today where there's all this talk of Aaron's Judge and Barry Bonds and steroids and all this stuff happening. This is essentially the steroid era in baseball all over again. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Ten-year-olds watching the game last week knew Tua got a concussion. And we all, like, talked about it. We all talked about it. We did a bit. Yeah. You know, we did the Walt Jr. bit. They did, like, I saw a million other things talking about it, some serious, some joking. Uh, I heard somebody calling him Weekend at Bernie's. That was me. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, like, there's a lot of people who talked about it, and the league just pretended he ha had a back injury. No, for sure. And and look, and, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that there, people aren't to blame. Like I said, I, I'm just saying – Nothing just for me in general, nothing to change real change from corporations or social change, whatever it is, doesn't happen until people stop supporting it. That that's that's all I'm saying. And by the way, I, I'm not judging anyone who would stop watching or who would not want their kids to play. Um, look, I have no problem with that at all. But that's I, what I, I said. That's what I said about Kaepernick, and that's what I said about Odell. And that's what I will say about this, which is there's things that the league does and the, these owners do and the way they treat these guys that if you're a young parent, you'd be like, yeah. why in the world would I let my kid play? No, for sure. And, like, and, 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 look. and like my brother lets his kid play football, but I don't think he has any aspiration. I don't think he thinks his kid's going to the NFL, you know, but like, so if you were, if, if yeah. you did, if you did, if you, let's say you were a, a, an elite athlete, maybe let's say you were a college athlete and you had a kid and you were like, I know this kid's going to be a good athlete. I would put him, push him toward anything else. Sure. No. And, and, and that's fair. And the Trust league is still doing it by the way, after the second one, they're like, Tua was watching a movie. He's still able to laugh. I know like, it's, what? it's it, yeah. This is this, the spin. Here's the thing. They normally, they normally win with the spin. They're not right now. The, the NFL is, they got to just own up to it. And it's, it's a look, it's a bad look from the NFL. It's a bad look from everybody and part of the Dolphins. And I mean, look, I look, their coach is a likable guy. I'm going to caveat that. He was for me. Right. I remember how much I was, dude, you're a dick. Yeah. So I went back. Because we mentioned it, and my girlfriend listens to this show. We had mentioned any given Sunday, and I think you said that, which was perfect. You said it's basically James Woods and the whole the whole thing. We watched any given Sunday this weekend because she had never seen it. I, I want to encourage everybody to watch this. This movie was 
you know, made in 1999, Oliver Stone. It's a really good movie, actually. But Joe, everything in that movie, this is what's crazy. 23 years later, everything in that movie is still happening now. Yeah. Like Lawrence Taylor's character essentially has CTE. Yes. Uh, they, they, you know, you, you're, you have the old quarterback that they're like shooting up with pain stuff the whole time. You have the shady yeah. doctors and then, and then, and then yeah. I forgot this, the young doctor who has morals is corrupted yeah. by the end. He's corrupt. Yeah, that's Matthew Modine, right? Yeah. Matthew Modine. Correct. Is by underrated, the end. Yes. By the way. Matthew no, Modine underrated for sure. And, and, and that's, what's crazy to me to watch that movie. And to say nothing has changed. And like I was about to say, I liked Mike McDaniel, but then seeing headlines like this and then reading them, Dolphins Mike McDaniel defends diagnosis and decision to play Tua. And he emphatically said he would. I mean, this is this is him on record. Absolutely not when asked if there's anything he could have done differently. After the Bills game, dude, you're just a fucking prick. I'm sorry. You are. You are. And and that was a question that was asked to him after this game Correct. about should he have done something? Yeah. And his response was absolutely not. Dude, you guys are all assholes. You are that. But Andy, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know it's like I said, I know our fans aren't necessarily going to like it. And it wasn't like a, a, a thought out thing, um, but it made it made Sunday harder to watch. I can see that the image of Tua laying on the ground with his hands locked up. Yeah. It was insane. Well, it's funny you say that. So I was watching the game with my girlfriend and then that, that discussion of kids playing in the future, like that instantly happened. Like we literally had a discussion and she's like, dude, if we ever have a little boy, I don't know if I want him to play football. And I think a lot of people are asking that my, my nephew is a fifth grader and he's not playing yet. And he's probably the biggest kid in his class. It's the same thing. It's like, is he going to play when this is an issue that they're just not addressing? And I I hope I'm wrong. By the way, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see them. They did a whole movie called Concussion. Right. I mean, I think the worst part about the NFL is the NFL loves to do the thing where they throw a bunch of money towards something. And then it's like, the NFL is giving money to Pop Warner and this and the high school, the inner high school association and whatever to help with concussions and CTE. But in the league, we don't care. Like two is a star. We need him to play. Sure. If he dies, he dies. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's what it that's what it was, right? They want their young quarterback on Thursday night football against the other guy. The two guys were both drafted in the top five. They wanted to play against each other. Yeah, especially after the big win, Buffalo. But it's like even in that game, we all we all saw it. He should have been out. How long do you think he's out now? I bet he's out. Six weeks? Uh, no way. No, you think you think they bring him back still? I yeah. think for PR purposes, he's got to be out six weeks. I don't think they care. That's my point. Right, but because people are going to watch. But that's that's precisely the thing, right? Here's the thing, Andy. If they had sat him in the end of the Buffalo game, win or lose, and they sat him against the Bengals, win or lose, 
maybe they lose both those games. He has an opportunity to come back and he has an opportunity to still be great and for that to be a playoff team. Well, and now I think that they're going to get them. I now think that they're in a PR situation where he has to miss four games minimum. Well, here's the thing. And then their season's over. And here's the thing to also, in a way, just disregard my own comment. I said people are still going to watch. People would watch if he did or didn't play. That's what the NFL is failing to realize. If two is on the field, people are watching. If two is not in the field, and for the record, I just want to say it because we from from an X's and O's from football, which we haven't even talked about. If you're gonna have a team where a backup slot, Teddy Bridgewater's 32 and 30 in his career as a starter. My, my point is, you you don't have John Kitna coming off from coaching gym class. Like right. I would argue, of all the teams. I would say like the Saints with Andy Dalton. We're now seeing it with Cooper Rush in Dallas. Teddy Bridgewater. Like those are, he's one of, I would argue, one of the better backups in the league. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, he's certainly one of the most experienced. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah, he shouldn't have played. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But, I don't think much will happen. I, I hope again, I hope it does. I hope it does, but <laughs> Randy paid me 1950. Fuck Mixon. Randy is hilarious. Dude, he's so worked up. He texted me today about I guess Mixon called like a meeting with his O lineman. Because you know, Mixon's having a terrible year. And I just was like, dude, yeah. you invest you invest too much into this, man. You know, it's it's Monday. It's Monday for a Sunday game. Yeah. Like, are we going to have to do an intervention for Randy? Yeah, probably. But, you know, he just paid me my 1950, so maybe he's in a good place. Because, like, last week, he sent me a text with his parlay that he played. He was fading me on all his picks just so he could make money to eventually pay me the mixing money. Now he's just like, he's giving in. He's giving me the 1950. (laughs) Shut up. That's hilarious. By the way, football fans are the worst. I, I want to share a quick story my brother had from the game. He said that, uh, and I'm looking this guy up right now. So, and I don't know who this guy is. He is on the Dolphins. Number 55, who's a, uh, he's a linebacker. He's from Cleveland. He went to Ohio State. Anyway, he's been in the league since 2018. His parents were sitting in front of my brother. Okay. And he's like, they couldn't have been nicer. So his guy's name's Jerome Baker. And he's like, the dad had like a jersey. It's obvious. Like it said, like senior, the mom had a jersey. His personal jersey said, Mama. My brother's like, dude, they, they, I was talking throughout the game. And, you know, they're from Cleveland with Ohio State. And he was telling, they were talking about like the worst fan bases. And they said, like, by far the worst that they've ever experienced. And the son's four years in the NFL has been the Browns, as far as just like, wow, which is ironic because they're from Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, my brother says to me, he says, dude, these two, he's like, God, I would, I would never take my kids to NFL games. He's like, these, these drunk Bengals fans are just talking. They're just taunt. They're not even talking trash. They're just taunting these, these, this, this, their kid. They're just, and he's like, they're so dumb. They don't realize it. And my brother, I, I guess ended it, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, at one point I just, I just said like, stop it. They're not talking trash. They're, they're here to watch their kid, idiots. Their kid is number 55. Hence, they have his jersey, and it says senior, and then mama. And he's like, they're, they're so dumb. 
And he said that their parents were cool. And he said, this is like, Greg. Yeah, this is Greg. He's like, we're you, the parents were like, we're used to this, but we appreciate that. And it's just like, my brother's like, dude, I'm not, I almost, you know, he's like, I got the beat up Bengals. You know, and he was there for work too. He's like, this is how dumb NFL fans are. They're just talking trash. Kids, parents who are just sitting there politely watching the game. Yeah. Like, but this is, I'm bringing this story into it. Cause I'm like, these are the people who are never going to stop watching football. Right. I mean, and I, I also think that there's this, this thing with social media. Now I think, I think fandom has gotten worse with the social media because fan, fans spend the whole week, you know, talking shit online and whatever. And then they get there and they're so jacked up. Yeah. It's a football game. I mean, everyone just needs to tap the brakes for a minute. Relax. But that division is going to be interesting now. Now that three teams are already two and two, the Steelers, your boy, pick it. More like pick it. Am I right? Yeah, but you know what? He played okay. I know he's gonna I, take like his, he's gonna take his lumps as a. As I a, think so. I I actually, I actually was, you know, for for the picks, it's like he's gonna make those mistakes. He's gonna make those mistakes, especially playing on a bad team. Where he's not going to be protected very much, but running the ball a little bit, completing all the passes. I mean, every pass was completed to somebody. Yeah. No, he's for not sure. Overthrowing guys or underthrowing guys. He's throwing it to somebody. Yeah. I actually like it. I think it's good. This is a perfect time to get him in. Well, I mean, I'm a Kenny Pickett fan. I, I mark my words. I'm going to say it right now. This is, you guys might bring us back to Ruther Curse. I'm going to say it emphatically. So we'll be the first year, and it's not like I'm going out on a limb, that Mike Tomlin has a losing record. There we go. go. Andy, try, trying to break the curse just by being like, make crazy, obvious predictions. You think like, I'm, going out, I'm going out on a limb. Going on a limb. I know you guys, you know, I know Randy, the Andy Ruther curse is going to come up, but Lions aren't winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're not. They're not doing it. Here's an interesting fact about the Ruther curse that I noticed. The first two weeks, Gold Star tweets out that I will be live tweeting. They lose. The last two weeks, they do not tweet out that I will be live tweeting, even though I was. They win. Wow. So. Wow. The Ruther curse. You know what I'm saying? Like, they promote it. They lose. They don't promote it. I'm just kind of in the background doing it. They win. So how, how's the live tweeting going? It's good. But, 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 but again, here's what, here's what I find fascinating. Other teams, fans get so worked up, man. Right. I'm telling you, dude, you're a, you're a fucking chili parlor. Shut the fuck up, dude. It, it, and by the way, Joe, obviously I have to be clean. But they, like, say a, they call you a chili parlor. I think there might've been one of those. I didn't even know that was a phrase. Honestly, it makes me want to eat a gold star now. It, it's, it's not just, like a chili joint. Oh, it's a chili parlor. It's I just like a, I, imag- I imagine like ladies in there fanning themselves and drinking sweet teas as they order their their four way. It's just it's amazing. Parlor. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing to me 
how worked up Tabitha, people get. Get your finest headwear. Put on your finest haberdashery. We're going to the chili parlor. <laughs> or there's the fans who who comment underneath in other teams. So. Oh, yeah. Well, this so, is what I, this is what I've been talking about with the Braves. I mean, we're going to take this to the Braves. This will this will be a nice transition into my Mets melt meltdown. No, for sure. But that's what I noticed. So every time the Bengals win, I told you it's a buy one get one free three, four, or five way. So the right. Bengals part of their partnership is they tweet that out from the Bengals Twitter and they right. make a video. I'll give the Bengals credit. They make a video of that game with the end with the Gold Star logo. Go to your local tomorrow. So Gold Star is tagged in that which has been fun for me, Joe, because Bengals have 1.2 million Twitter followers. So obviously I have your closest Paula. Yeah. So I have access obviously to the gold star Twitter. So it's fascinating to see the mentions because like instantly on that one, like right, not, not even 20 seconds after the Bengals tweeted out was a Ravens fan be like, we got you guys next week. You bitches. You, you should. And, and he's just going on. And then, and then the, and then the, everybody starts arguing and I'm like, guys, just tap the brakes here two is literally like a corpse in the field can we just yeah. show a little respect his brain's a five way they're like you go you go inside his skull right now it's like basically just mushy brains at the bottom cheese onions what else goes on there oh yeah macaroni <laughs> It's not macaroni but I, you know i'll let i'll let spaghetti, the five, spaghetti i'll let the uh i'll let the you know, as a as a as a fellow traumatic brain injury uh, Wait, survivor, chili, spaghetti, cheese, onions—that's four. What's the five way? Be beans, beans. And there, can you go six? Is there a six way? No, I don't think there is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you put the you know the, the crackers come, everybody gets the side crackers. I don't know if right. you throw that on top if that makes it six. Yeah. I don't know. What, you know, if you put crab's legs on it, it becomes a pick six way because it's a James Winston. <laughs> see what she did there. That's actually speaking of segue, Joe, that's a great segue as we talk NFL into our friends at Butcher Box because right now, Butcher Box is offering new members two free New York strip steaks and eight ounces of cold cracked lobster in your first block box no. plus ten dollars off. Yeah. They should call it the Jameis Winston special. Everybody loves lobster. Who doesn't love lobster? I don't know anybody that doesn't love lobster. If you don't love lobster, I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Guys, if you have not signed up for Butcher Box, I don't know what you're waiting on. Butcher Box takes, takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. And uh, I love lobster. They sent me some lobster, boiled that down. You, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning how to cook some things. My, little- my, go, my go-to is steaming it. Oh, you steam it? Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you do that? Well, you get a lobster pot, but also I'm sure there's steamers that are not specifically lobster, but then you put the water and then there's like holes, but it's like resting above. So just steam that shit. Okay. That sounds sounds good. Well, guys, hop on board. Joe will teach you. DM him. They'll tell you how to cook the lobster. 
ButcherBox is now offering our listeners free New York strip and lobster plus $10 off your first box. So sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash dirty to get two 10 ounce New York strip steaks and eight ounce of lobster claw and knuckle meat free in your first order. Knuckle meat. That's right. Surf and turf, a little knuckle meat. That's right. Free in your first order plus $10 off your first box. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Some wild games this weekend. They've been, they've been fun. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, I want to bring up something. Yeah. And, do it. I, and this is not me trolling. This is okay. This is not like hot take. I don't know because I haven't paid attention today. Obviously, we're doing the show later today. And I don't know if those hot take like ESPN shows are saying this. And I'm not saying there's a controversy. I just want to say my point with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I think the fact that Cooper Rush is now 4 0 and they're winning and they have a good defense. I think it's worth having a discussion in the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, Joe. He doesn't turn the now he's not turning the ball. He doesn't get sacked. My my point is like, and and not that like Dak was a turnover machine because he wasn't. I just think when you have a good defense and they have a great defense, Mm -hmm. I think it's worth having a discussion. Do you want a guy where the ceiling's higher? The ceiling's much higher with Dak Prescott. Or do you want a guy who's like, dude, I'm not going to turn the ball over and we're going to trust our defense. And I've said before, that's why I said before about Jameis is like a little bit of consistency goes a long way, right? Like Dak, yeah, some huge games and then some trash games. And Cooper Rush is just being Cooper Rush every week. At what point do they have a discussion about this? Well, so here's the thing. It is only three games. This year. Yeah. Here's the thing about, I don't know about quarterback controversy, but essentially what I'll say is you win, you, the name of the game is to win games right now. Do you think, do you think Dak Prescott gives you a better chance at a Super Bowl? Yeah, probably. Yes. Right. But at the same time, if you can get something from Dak for Dak Prescott right now, if you could take, Dak Prescott's contract off the books in some way right now and add to what is an already great defense or add some weaponry on the offensive side of the ball to go with Cooper Rush. Like, does that give you a better chance of winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, if they keep winning. And I think, listen, we're, we're going to like, we're going to see. I mean, they beat the commanders this weekend. Yeah, they're the only good team that I would argue that they beat is the Bengals. Right. Like a like just the only formidable team that they beat. Yeah. I mean, the Giants have looked bad. The Giants are obviously three and one as well, just like the Cowboys. They've looked bad. They were in that game. I mean, that that Cowboys game was back and forth. They were close, like, you know, we'd be talking about a whole different Giants team right now had they snuck that one out. See, I can't figure out this year. That's what I'm saying. Like you have a yeah, three and one Giants. Crazy. You have a three and one Cowboys. You have a four and oh Eagles. Yep. I'm still not buying the Eagles hype. And people might call me crazy. I'm not buying I, it yet. I mean, I think that the Eagles hype. Here's what I would say about the Eagles hype is it all depends on what you're saying. I think at this point, it kind of, especially with their schedule, 
I'm almost willing to say that they're going to have, you know, a uh, 11 or 12 win season with their schedule. It, it almost just looks like that's kind of almost a sure thing. But at the same time, I don't, I think that they're not in the same class as the best AFC teams. And I think that they're probably still not a contender for real in the NFC, even if they end up like the one seed. Yeah. I'd still take a Tampa Bay against them. I'd still take a Packers against them. A Rams. A Rams, for sure. Tampa Bay got their asses handed to them last night. Dude, Kansas City, this whole, are they going to miss a beat without Tyreek Hill? Come on. I, listen, I did I not predict Patrick Mahomes league MVP? Yeah, you did. And the reason I did that is because I know for a fact, this was not something I had to worry about. I knew he was the type of quarterback that we've seen six or eight or 10 of in our lifetimes, maybe. Um, certainly in the modern era, the Rodgers sure. and the Mannings and the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees even, um, that they're going to turn whoever the next man up is. You don't have to go wasting money on a receiver. He's going to turn some guy you never heard of into a great great player. He has he still has his security blanket in Kelsey. I mean, do they wish they could have Tyree Kill? I'm sure they do, but not for the financial reasons that they got rid of him. Yeah. I know it's like you just you know, you watch that game and you just say, "Holy shit, man." When they're like when they're on the last few years, when the Chiefs are on, no one's on like them. Yeah. You you just can't stop them. When they're playing on all cylinders and everything's clicking, you just cannot stop them. And that that's exactly what happened last night. They get a turnover right away, they score. It's like good luck. Yeah. Good luck dealing with us. Which is wild to think how they lost in Indy the week before. Right. Indy's a train. It's wreck. Also, yeah. It's a train wreck. I'd, I'd assume Frank Reich is on the chopping block at this point. Like, I don't know how many years this is. And, I, and I've liked him for the most part, but I think it's like four. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he coached a lot. He, he had that one good year out of luck. Yeah, he had luck. Briscoli, Rivers, Ryan. Oh, Briscoli. I can't believe you took Briscoli over Mariota. I know. That was a re- that was a reckless pick on your part. I know cuz you know me, historically a Mariota defender. Yeah. I just did I just the 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 Falcons have looked have been in every game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And 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 are two and two, but it just seemed to me like the the precisely the type of game that they they aren't in is just like one where they get bullied around by a defense, yeah. by a running game, by whatever, but I'm still a Mariota defender. It, it's like, it's only, he's only helping prove my point. I'm still a Mariota over Jameis. Never swayed. Never, never, never swayed once. One has a playoff win. One doesn't. One's never even played in the playoffs. Yeah. There's a good question for you. And I think we both had the same answer. Will Jameis Winston not not even win. Will he ever be a starting quarterback in a NFL playoff game? If he is, it's because somebody got hurt. Okay. Yeah. Not but on I'll, his own. Not on his own merit. Here's what I'll say. 
Marcus Mariota will finish with more playoff wins in his career than Jameis Winston, even if he gets no more than he has right now. Yeah, no, for sure. Did you see the Derek Carr, Russell Wilson jersey exchange? Jesus freak jersey exchange? So I made a joke on Dirty Sports Twitter. I made a joke. They're probably were Bible quotes in each other's jerseys. Dude, sure enough. I, I can't believe it. That was just a joke. So Derek Carr wrote, because somebody sent me a screenshot of it. And you zoom in. Derek Carr wrote on Russell Wilson's jersey. What do you say? Russ, keep Jesus first. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making this up. Like, like if you zoom in, that's what he wrote on Russell Wilson's jersey. Russ, keep Jesus first. Something like well, something like that was in it. Something like love you, bro. I, Russ, I, keep I, Jesus I, first. Honestly, maybe that's maybe that's Russ's problem. All maybe that's been Russ's problem the whole time. Is Jesus is always his first receiver. He tr- he looks for Jesus first, and then he has to make a second read on every drop back when Jesus is not open. We got a call. We got we got a Broncos fan call. Broncos calls. That's right. Well, boys, this is Peyton calling from Omaha, Nebraska. The NFL season is once again upon us, and once again, disappointment reigns. Just as soon as Russ starts to do something resembling cooking, 240 yards, two touchdowns, and actual halfway decent completion percentage, Javante Williams' knee explodes, Melvin Gordon fumbles the game away, and our defense all of a sudden can't stop the run. Everything is pain, boys. Everything is pain. Well, as always next year. And the faded flag in my garage that remembers our Super Bowl 50 championship. Stay dirty. Condoms are for Joshua Daniels. So here's the deal. And, and I know you're doing this project for comedic Condoms are for Joshua Daniels. For comedic effect. Dude, listen to what you just said. You just won a Super Bowl six years ago. Yeah. Like, like most people can't say that. One. Two, it's it's they're two and two. It's a long season. Like, like this is the definition of any given Sunday. Finally, Russ plays a good game. The defense sucks. They have costly turnovers. Like, that's how it works. Like, you want it all to happen at the same time. Russ I'm saying play- it. I, 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 I'm going to do it, Andy. Andy Ruther loves to do it. Joe Prano rarely does it. I, did, I think I might have done it last week, but now it's official, official. I guarantee the Broncos don't make the playoffs. Ooh, I'm writing this one down. Look at their schedule, dude. I have not looked at it at all. Well, let's just, they have the Chiefs twice and the Chargers twice. Still. They can split those games. No, they cannot. Yeah, they can. They can split those games. They're going to have to beat the Chargers twice. Well, here's the thing. Their D played bad yesterday, right? They couldn't stop the run. I don't know if you watched any of that game. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was, I mean, it was a bad defensive outing for them. 
but their D is going to be like their D has been good. My point is it's, it's one shitty game. That's why I still think they can split those games. This has nothing to do with Russ for me. It has everything to do with their defense. If you have a defense, you can win games. I'm, I'm going to come with something about defense. I think the Bengals have a potential top five defense in the league. Okay. And I think, I think their defense is what's going to keep them in games, just like the Browns defense. There's a lot of teams where you're like, dude, I, how are they going to win games? If they have a decent defense, I think they can win games. That's the problem right now in Baltimore, right? Yeah. Their defense is blowing big leads. That's their problem right now. You never saw this in the past from Baltimore. Their coach is taking chances on fourth down because he doesn't trust their defense. And I think the Broncos have that defense to go back to them. I think their defense is good enough. Now they have some other teams in that division where I think could have good defenses too, just like the Chargers. So, but I, but I marked that down. You're guaranteeing they don't make the playoffs. That's interesting. Here's their one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Here's their last six games of the season: Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. It's tough. Now let. Let's go to that. Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. I mean, I think at best you're talking about splitting those games. So But Joe, the question is this. Which you're gonna you're gonna have to be what six and six and five before that. The question is this. Which conf or which division is getting the most playoff? teams you know what i'm saying like the question is like is the afc north getting multiple teams is the east is the south well i think we get we get three wildcard teams correct correct four wildcard teams three wildcard teams three yeah so i see the chargers being a wildcard team i see the Bengals or Ravens being a wild card team. And then, I mean, it kind of depends on Tua, but right now I've got the, I've got Miami penciled in for a wild card team. And then of course, like, I mean, you look at the AFC South, probably not getting a wild card team from there, but I mean, I've just as much faith in, a team coming out of there or the Browns coming out of the North as I do the Broncos coming out of the West. No, not the, not the Browns. They don't have their starting quarterback for 11 games. Well, yeah, they don't have their starting quarterback for 11 games, but what's their record right now? They're two and two. So the same as the Broncos. Yeah. Without their starting quarterback. Sure. Yeah. But again, Russ, he already played better this week. I'm saying if he continues to, if he plays at yesterday's level, my, again, my argument again, he still is had some bad throws, dude. He still had some terrible, terrible plays. Sure. Now you can't put, you can't put that game on him at all. Well, listen, I don't have to, I don't have to pontificate on it anymore. I don't have to make, I already said it. Joe Prano guarantee. Guarantee. Broncos don't make the playoffs. Right. Joe Brando guarantee. Let's predict. 
scared me a little. That little that little pop. Did you hear that? Yeah. Can't, you can't pull any screen up without a goddamn ad. Okay. You were hearing it? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna go there yet. I was gonna say the Eagles don't want a playoff game. I'm just, dude. I'm not sold yet on uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, here's the thing about uh, predictions such as the Eagles don't win a playoff game, which is, I think the Eagles could be the one seed. That's and my then, point. Yeah, I don't that's think my, they win a playoff that's game. My, that's they, my point. They get a bye, then they lose. I could see that. You remember when the Steelers started 11 and 0 a couple years ago? Yeah, that's what this Eagles team feels like to you. It feels like that to me. Now, obviously, completely different comparisons. You have a young athletic quarterback. They had an old noodle arm, multi-time rapist. Right. Is that gonna be in his in his Canton description? Multi-time. Probably not. Rapist. What where do you think the Eagles get their first loss? They're at Jet at Cardinals next week. Home on Sunday night for football versus the Cowboys. Home versus the Steelers at the Texans. It's gonna, it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna. Be, I mean, no, it's gonna be a game that you don't expect, like the Cardinals. Right. I mean, the Cardinals are two and two. Yeah. They're, they're a decent team. But they could also be. They're four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They could be ten and zero going into the Packers game. I just don't remember back to back years, and I feel like this happened last year, where team just wasn't undefeated. There was. My point is, all the teams have lost so early in the season. The fact that we only have one undefeated team right now is wild to me. Yeah. It just shows the level of parity within the league at this point. I think we should make I think we should make a gentleman's bet on Tua coming back. You said six weeks? No way. I won't even oh. say four weeks. Dude, I, okay, dude. so over under three and a half weeks? I'll go over. I'll go under. Okay. I, I I'm just basing it on like they I feel like they got to. Let's not forget this about the Miami Dolphins. This is the same organization where the owner bribed Brian Flores to tank and lose games, who went illegally around the way to try to get Tom Brady down there. With all, I'm saying, like, there's just a bag. I just of think they're taking stuff. a lot of heat right now. I mean, they're they're the but first step they? in their P, their first step in the PR campaign was he still knows where the punchlines and friends is. And no, it was, like, no, it was MacGruber. It was MacGruber. Which, which, for the record, as a loyal life diehard MacGruber supporter, I was not happy Friday that they brought that into the mix. As someone who's watched that movie. God knows how many times with my brothers who was just turned into like a Ruther brother thing. They brought McGruber in. Dude, the thought, by the way, this is too I, funny. I mean, to honestly, if Joe, if Joe Prano ran a football team, it might almost be the CTE test. Like if you laugh at McGruber, I assume you have CTE. McGruber is a great movie. It's a great comedy. And there's no way in hell though that Mike McDaniel and Tua were giggling on that flight from Cincinnati to Miami watching McGruber. But let's just even talk about like what is that? What does that even look like? Hey, Tua, come sit next to me. We're gonna watch McGruber. And he's like, okay, coach. Right then and there, I'm like, he's he's got a concussion. Well, like I said, 
I'm so glad I watched any given Sunday. I don't know if you remember this. There's the scene there on the cross country flight to LA where Al Pacino sits, asks Jamie Foxx if he can sit next to him. And he's like, what do you listen to? And he's like, rap. And it's awkward and it's uncomfortable because they have to have the, the discussion. Just like it'd be awkward sitting next to your coach who literally tried to get your brain just shredded and destroyed for your entire life. It's the same thing. Are, literally, is are the Miami Dolphins just trying to remake any given Sunday? And they are the aren't they Miami Sharks in that? They are. Yeah. Young black quarterback. I'm just saying it'd be great. It'd be great if Mike McDaniel just starts embracing his Al Pacino. We got a great offense. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's 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 eerie. Oh, maybe Mike, maybe Mike McDaniel is messed up. Maybe he's doing um maybe he's doing Pacino from Scent of a Woman. And that's why he's blind. He, yeah, that's why he couldn't see. To uh, walking off the field, doing the Walt Jr. But to sit there, Joe, and respond and say you wouldn't do anything different, or you had no remorse—that's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. You you have no remorse. Did you not see what happened in the Bills game? And then you said you're cool to play on a four-day week. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You want to talk a little baseball? No. Can we skip it? Joe, you're getting... You, here's the deal. I'm sure you're getting a lot of... Heat. Heat. Fire. Shrapnel. Every, I assume. And, and to be honest, you, you, you kind of... You talked a lot of shit, man. Well... Here's the thing. And I double checked it. I checked my math today because I was like, pretty sure I said exactly this. So I went back and I listened to the baseball preview, the Dirty Sports Podcast MLB preview. And I p predicted the Mets to win then at least, but I didn't do it with Eddie Turcotte. I said, it's all about the healthiness of the Mets. It could go either way. It could be Mets. It's going to be Mets and Braves in the playoffs, I said. I said, for good juju, I'm going to predict the Mets. But it could be the Braves. Yeah, but hold on. You're talking about the preview. I'm talking. You've been talking so much trash. I have been talking, and I and I will, I will double down on the trash talk that I've been doing throughout the season because of this. I will repeat. I will continue to repeat something I've said. I don't give a shit about the Atlanta Braves. I don't care about them. I care about the new. And, and listen, there's a lot of things that are concerning me about the New York, the state of the New York Mets right now. Obviously, the division is all but lost. It's not officially over, but it's all but over. We're not going to we're not going to win the East. I'm not really concerned about that. I have said from you go back to the first call Jew made where we with a hundred dollar bet on the Yankees. I said, I don't want to bet on the number. 
I want to bet on who goes further because to this moment, the Mets are going to win a hundred games this year. And the Mets are in the playoffs for the last two weeks. My, my number one, I've, two major concerns with the Mets right now. First and foremost, something has happened to Jacob DeGrom. Now, I know Braves fans because they're fucking lunatics, and that has been something that has happened consistently, and we'll double back to that. I know Braves fans want to go, oh, we own Jacob DeGrom. Okay, well, guess what? The A's owned him too, his last start. He was pitching an absolute gem Three starts ago, he was incredible. And then late in that game, he gave up a bunch of homers. Then he gave up a bunch of homers in, a, in, in Oakland to the worst team in baseball. Then he gave up a bunch of homers last game to the Braves. I have said this throughout. I don't give a fuck about the Braves. I don't give a fuck about the Dodgers. I don't give a fuck about the Yankees. I don't give a fuck about any of these teams who are whose fan base are obsessed with the Mets for some reason. I give a fuck about Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer being healthy. Now, I am not making an excuse for Jacob DeGrom not being healthy. I don't know if that's the situation. Maybe he's tipping his pitches. Maybe it's this blister he's talking about. Maybe he is. Maybe, maybe he doesn't feel 100%, but is afraid of saying it again because he's had so many injuries. But something is wrong with Jacob DeGrom. And here's the thing. Healthy, normal, regular old Jacob DeGoat and Max Scherzer, I don't care if we're the wild card. I don't care if we win the division. But not Jacob DeGrom, that's a whole different story. And the second, not nearly as important, but definitely has shown to be important is Starling Marte being out and having this finger injury that won't go away has totally changed our offense in the past three weeks or whatever he's been out. And so the Mets have this slide. And by the way, here's the difference between me and Braves fans. Props to the Braves. Jacob DeGrom isn't himself. Mets don't have Marte. You took advantage of it. You sweep us. But I would argue you're making excuses by saying he's not himself. Well, he's not himself. But what does that mean? Are you saying he has an injury? I don't. I I just said I don't know if he's tipping his pitches. If he has an injury, he complained about. You know, he was asked about a blister. I don't know what is going on, but it's not. I mean, you want to say Jacob Degrom gives up? Uh, you know, gets knocked around by the Braves. The Braves are just so good. Okay, I'd love to give you guys that, but I can't because he also got knocked around by Oakland. And he also got knocked around in the second half of a great start. It was literally like the snap of a finger. He's having a dominant start, gives up a couple of bombs, gets lit up by the the athletics, gets lit up by the Braves. Something has happened to Jacob DeGrom. I don't know what it is. He needs to get that shit right because I don't care what our position is in the playoffs if our game one starter, starter in any playoff series is – regular Jacob DeGrom. But whatever's going on with Jacob DeGrom, this guy, well, then we're not, then we then we don't match up well with the Dodgers. Then we don't match up well with the Cardinals. Then we don't match up well 
with the Braves, then we don't match up well with the Yankees. And I've been consistent with that throughout. Now we'll go back to Braves fans. Now you guys have taken the lead and have essentially won the NL East. It's not over, but it's essentially over. It's 99.9% over. I don't understand Braves fans' obsession with the Mets. They're obsessed with the Mets. Mets fans are not just searching Mets on Twitter all day. Braves fans are so insane. You just, I've talked about this the whole season. You're the defending champs. All you're concerned with is the New York Mets, and I get it. There's this argument that we're, like, I I heard this from uh, the guy who brings Sam Tripoli coffee. I heard this from him on Twitter yesterday, that Mets fans are obnoxious, which I found hilarious and obviously countered with for 30 years. There's been a thousand national stories about how your fan base is racist. So, like, the idea that we're comparing fan bases is hilarious. But also, I think if we if we put Braves fans under a lie detector, I think we all know they're insecure because of Steve Cohen. They're insecure because suddenly after these five years or whatever of you guys just running with the division, we now have an owner who's spending and we now have an owner who's going to spend to put a good, you, you, you knocked around the will ponds long enough and you don't have the will ponds to kick around anymore. And you're insecure about Steve Cohen. Otherwise who is doing this with Braves Mets in the search bar all day? Random people who don't follow me, just random anonymous Braves fans all the time, the whole season. So I'll have to play a call real quick. It's a quick error. The Mets couldn't even win one fucking game against the Braves. Joe Prano is talking so much shit. It's so pathetic. That's it. That's all he says. That's it. Well, the Mets won six games against the Braves. They went six of 13 this year. They went six and seven against the Braves. Ah, 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 ah. They went six and seven against the Braves this year. So I'm not sure what he's talking about. You 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 lambasted us this year to the tune of six and seven. We're seven and six from your side. And by the way, props to you guys for sweeping the final series of the season and essentially clinching the division. Props to you guys. But this is the difference between Mets fans and Braves fans. I do not know. I'm I'm certain. I'm certain there's like a Braves podcast out there called like, you know, Native American Bonanza or something like that, you know, or like Tomahawk Chip. You know, it's probably some guy named Chip. He's like, he's, oh, it's Tomahawk Chip. Tune into the Tomahawk Chip podcast where we rage on Native Americans and roof of the Braves. Uh, I'm not calling into that show. Like, to be fair again you you have again you've been talking shit all season so, i have said the same thing all season and, yeah, and, yeah but, and, yeah, but Joe, go back and listen 
people are gonna yeah but you you if call you, me when you catch us and you did but you, yeah you've been blatantly talking trash to braves fans on here so of course they're gonna call and glow no i have not been blatantly but, talking trash i've been responding. oh yes you have no no, no i've been responding to braves trash talk that's my point the whole year it's i mean the amount of braves fans that literally talk about luck the luck factor i'm like what are we talking about guys mets are lucky this is like my brother when we used to play madden you my brother would always go you cheat how do i cheat at madden what are you talking about you guys are going to win the division by a game you're acting like this is the fuck like congratulations see you in the playoffs I have said consistently throughout the year, go to the call from Jew, go to the baseball preview. I don't care whether or not we win the division. Give me a healthy Jacob DeGrom and a healthy Max Scherzer. Now let's see if we get that. If not, we're done. You really were going back at it. I'm looking at your tweets right now. Well, because here's the thing. I will, I will, I will resp- I'll make all the responses. We can talk baseball all day. And the guy who gets Sam Tripoli's coffee decided the Mets have an obnoxious fan base. That was his claim. The Mets have an, ob- the reason we all hate the Mets is because the Mets have an obnoxious fan base. I said, why do you, why are you so invested in the Mets? And he said, because you guys have an obnoxious fan base. And I said, the irony of this coming from a team who has had 700 national publications over the last 30 years ago. Can we stop with the racist fan base? Well, look, look, I think you had a pitcher pitcher on the mound in October last year who's a Cherokee, a member of the Cherokee tribe saying, can you please stop doing this? Well, look, I, well, I think, well, first of all, that, that's a whole other discussion. The, the, the tomahawk chop. But before I even hop into that, I would argue when it comes to obnoxious fan bases, I would argue any large market, New York, LA, Chicago, Boston. I would, I would traditionally I would, has obnoxious fan bases. Would I would argue, not, but I would I'm talking, argue, I'm talking across the board sports, in I would large markets in the social media era. There's like peak obnoxious for a fan base is if you spend the whole day putting your team's name into Twitter and responding to strangers, that's peak obnoxious in the social media era. And that being said, the Braves literally have the most obnoxious and racist fan base. Well, maybe not the most racist. I mean, Boston and Philly are probably still more racist, but like team sponsored racism is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. But like the Tomahawk chop, what's the history of the Tomahawk chop? They it, stole it, it from Florida state and started doing it in like 1992 because Dion went to Florida state well after there had been a thousand articles that maybe Florida state should stop doing it. So, but the argument on the top against the tomahawk job is that 
they're they sound like a special needs Native American that the entire stadium is going and they're wearing and they're wearing and they're white old miss fraternity bros in headdresses and war paint well i don't think they're doing that anymore but but i think i my point is i think i bet something like that is gonna get pro and con arguments within the Native american community from both sides my, my point is if i googled it right now i bet you could find instances of native americans saying it's racist and instances of native americans saying it's not correct for sure for sure and you could definitely find the chiefs of the three most local tribes to the city of atlanta coming together for a joint statement saying please stop this so i haven't i haven't obviously read enough of it but but i just think like but this is neither here nor there andy my point is this the idea that you guys are arguing that your issue is obnoxious fan base. There's literally thousands of New York times, wall street journal, sports illustrated articles about guys. Can, could we maybe tone down the obnoxiousness of your fan base specifically as it refers to one group of people. And then you guys are going, well, listen, we don't like obnoxious fan base. That's why we act like this. So as an outsider, it has no dog in this fight and no bone. What's the saying? No dog in this fight. Okay. I had it right the first time, then I rethrewed it. Okay. So as an outsider who's got no dog in this fight, I would not, me as a, a native from Cincinnati, born and raised, obviously I spent a lot of time outside of Cincinnati. I would not categorize either fan base as obnoxious personally. Now I'm not getting in Twitter wars either. I'm not checking it out. I'm not like, I would, I would not categorize either as obnoxious from my own, from that's my own personal experience. Start. Who would you name the top three most obnoxious MLB fan bases? Yankees. Number one. Dodgers would be high up there. Probably Phillies. I mean, that's off the top of my head. Red Sox. Yes, Red Sox. How am I forgetting them? It's probably the four. I, I would agree with those four. Off the top of my head. And I'd probably argue Braves are fifth. Okay. But again, I think because you're in that division. Right. But also, I mean, like, I think we, I th we've I think, all been uh, baseball fans have been dealing with this forever. Like, the obnoxious behavior that came with winning. We won 20 straight NL Easts and won one World Series in there. I think that the 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 Cardinals fans are also obnoxious, but like a different type of obnoxious. It's yeah. like the bet we're the best obnoxious. Yes, yeah. yes. It's an elitist. We're the best fans in baseball, blah, blah, blah. And Cubs fans are kind of dumb obnoxious. Yeah, but I've never been bothered by Cubs fans. Well, you're gonna you're gonna win, or did you win hundred games already? Well, we have nine. Yeah, we have ninety eight wins. So no, we haven't won hundred games. The Reds are gonna lose hundred games. So that's right. where I'm at. They're gonna yeah. lose hundred games. But that's the thing that that therein lies kind of my thing is like if you told me before the year, and again, go back to our baseball preview. If you told me before the year that we're gonna win hundred games and make the playoffs, 
but you can't tell me if it's a wild card. I'll be like, I'll take it. And to this moment, give me the, give me regular Jacob DeGrom. Give me regular Max Scherzer. I know Braves fans want to jump all over. Oh, they own us. I'm happy to let you like, you guys are allowed to think whatever you want about your own team and, and your own chance and whether or not whatever, but give me regular Jacob DeGrom. I'm happy being like, of course, would prefer the buy. Of course, would prefer not to play the Dodgers until the NLCS. Of course, of course. So it would be ridiculous to pretend I didn't want to win the NL East. Of course I did. But I'm not like shaking in my boots over here. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Give me back DeGrom. Give me back Marte. Let's fucking go. Let's ride. When do the playoffs start? Next week? Yeah. Friday. This week. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Shout out to the Mariners for making the playoffs with half the Reds roster. Yeah. No, it's no. Like, like, like realistically, they have a lot of, like, like a lot of their key players are literally Reds players. Yeah. I think I saw a good tweet. Did you send it? Did you share it with us? So where are you going to go? I might have. I it saw the, it too. The, the Castellini. Where are you going to go? And they were like, to Seattle and the playoffs. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's absolutely unbelievable. I know. But again, man, like, you know, Sports are crazy like that. Of when when you have people, owners, pompous and and talking shit. It's like, dude, we we don't have to go to the games, you know. Like we don't have to support you. Like I, I think that's yeah. what people people need to realize that though across the board in sports. So I'm saying, like, God, everybody's so diehard. It's no different than a bad restaurant, man. I'll give you a few breaks. You give me shitty service, you give me shitty food enough times, I'm not going to your restaurant, plain and simple, until you change things. And I and sadly, again, to bring it full circle and we'll wrap this show up, I, I, I just sadly, I don't, I think that's what's going to happen with Tua and the whole situation. Right. Is that enough people don't give a shit? And probably the truth is, probably can throw me in there. I mean, I mean I'll be fully honest, I wasn't thinking about that yesterday. I wasn't thinking about it. No, I mean, maybe I, it was a combo. I, I I also went to my nephew's like yeah for Pop sure Warner game Pop Warner game before watching the Giants game and then the whole thing it was just but like yeah it, it kind of messed me up. Well, gross. look, I you know I just I just want accountability in life. That's all I want, man. Whether it's from sports owners or sports leagues or politicians or people you work for, whoever. I dude, I when somebody tells me that I have fucked up, like I have no problem with that. Own it, cool. But like when you just sit there and lie and lie, and we all watch things. Come on, just have some accountability from your end. Like the Absolutely. NFL to me, to me, this is an easy fix. Just literally say that. Do your little PR release statement and just say we messed up. This is inexcusable. This can't happen. The problem is the NFL rarely does that. 
if ever. And then they double down and then they get themselves into a worse hole, which is precisely what happened in this situation. You know? Yeah. And, and unfortunately the NFL will end up doing what they always do, which is like a year from now, they'll have some big CTE thing and they'll give a bunch of money to something and it'll be on the heels of this. There'll be a million stories that run, you know, ESPN between now and then and 60 minutes and Tua and whatever. And they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll reply with that. But in the, in the immediate, they won't do anything. Sure. No, I agree. All right. Well, speaking of NFL, let's 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 get off this show so we can watch this Monday night football game because these are let's always ride. fun games. These these Monday Rams, these ride. Rams Niners games are always fun. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports and TikTok. Sorry. Yes. Uh, go on TikTok. Look for the tag. Look for Dirty Sports tag videos on TikTok so you can see the Jameis one of one investigation update from our friend Erica who reignited the cold case. Who then spurred a dirt ball? Who's going to remain anonymous right now? To, to be Hall of Fame dirt ball to crack the case. Yeah, and uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Joe Prano everywhere except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Especially Joe's if you're a Mets fan, let Joe yeah. know. I'm sorry, yeah, a yeah. Uh, Braves fan. Oh, they find they don't need to. You don't have to tell dirt balls that there's Braves fans are just on the internet searching Braves, so they they find me on their own. They don't even need to know my name. Okay. So the, the defending world champs are just spending their days in their mom's basement, searching Braves on Twitter, <laughs> replying to people. Um, so yeah, follow me on all social media back in LA shows uh, in and around Southern California. And I'll be doing a show at McDuff's pub in South Lake Tahoe for the boys and girls club. So if you're in the Lake Tahoe area or the Reno area or whatever, we're doing a great comedy show bringing a bunch of the bunch of the boys, bunch of friends of the show, all four people on the show in Tahoe on October, Sunday, October 16th, former guests of the show, former guests or hosts of the show, myself, Dennis Gubbins, Andy Lazarus, Pete, Cess, Taro, golf, comedy, McDuff's pub, all this and more. JoePreno.com. Noise. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this up so you can uh, watch some football. We'll be back on Thursday. Are you ready for some football? You guys have a great week. Much love. We'll see you soon. And as always, stay dirty.